Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. Welcome to our show, where each week we take a deep dive into the regional economy and the people, the companies, the communities, and the projects that are helping our region grow. For the past 20 years, he's brought you business news to your inbox each day from every corner of Indiana. You've also seen him right here on WNIT each Sunday as the host of Inside Indiana Business. We're taking a closer look at what's happening in Indiana with Gary Dick coming up on Economic Outlook. If it's happening in Indiana, he knows about it. For the past 20 years, he's brought you business news stories from every corner of the Hoosier State. Indiana's enjoyed some great success during that time with the top business climate in the Midwest and one of the tops in the country. We're sitting down today with Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business and the co-founder of Grow Indiana Media Ventures for an inside look at business in Indiana. Please join me in welcoming Gary Dick. Just one other note before we get started here at WNIT, we're respecting social distancing by limiting our in-studio crew and wearing masks where appropriate, and as such, have our guests joining us today virtually instead of in person. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you here today. Hey, thanks so much, Jeff, uh, for that uh, kind introduction. Always great to be with you. Well, I wish I were there in person, but uh, I guess Zoom is the next best thing uh, in uh, uh, during these uh, times of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been a great friend of the show and the station, and you're a familiar face to folks. Uh, uh, they, uh, can, they see you every Sunday morning here at, uh, at 10 a.m., bringing us uh, news uh, uh, from all over Indiana. So we're grateful to sort of be able to dive in a little bit deeper uh, with you today. I'd like to maybe take a step backwards and, and uh, maybe back to the early days. So you're at this, I, I said 20, it's been 22 years ago, you started uh, uh, kind of working on this Inside Indiana business. Talk a little bit about the, the thought process behind telling these business stories some 22 years ago when you began? Well, well Jeff, it was really, and, and you know, time flies when you're having fun, right? 22 years, hard to believe. But um, uh, it, it was really an attempt at that time to fill what I thought was a void uh, in local business content. Uh, I got back when I started thinking about doing this, it was around 1996. And you know, you could get national content, business content in a lot of different places on cable and other, uh, many other places. But where do you go to get local content, local business content? We see what's uh, happening, what was happening at that time and certainly over time has progressed in terms of newspapers and television. And a lot of times news has not done a great job of covering local business content. So my feeling was if you could create local content and get it to people when they want it, where they want it, how they want it, thought the concept would have, uh, you know, perhaps have some legs. So we got the show on the air in, uh, in May of 1998 and uh, it got, began to get some traction very, fairly quickly. And I thought, well, maybe this has, this is something that we could expand and go beyond central Indiana. And indeed I uh, met my business partner who became my business partner, Scott Jones, a technology visionary. He uh, was willing to invest in the idea. He thought it was a great idea. And again, the whole concept was to take not just a TV show, but television, internet, uh, e-newsletters, uh, any way you could get content to people again, when and where they wanted it. So we launched uh, the show in 98, the company in a standalone company in 2000 to distribute this content very importantly on a statewide basis. So not just central Indiana, but every corner of the state. And that's how it began with basically one TV station and um, a website in, in 2000. And we've grown that now to our TV network, including WNIT, which we're so proud to be on the, on the station there, 
uh, about 20 or about 16 stations, 15 or 16 television stations, public and uh, commercial stations uh, around the state of Indiana. We're on radio twice a day on about 24 stations uh, on a statewide basis. Again, commercial and public stations around the state of Indiana. Our Inside Edge, which is an e-newsletter, uh, pushes out twice a day. Uh, we're heavy into social media. Obviously, the website where we stream all of our content. So we've created what we think uh, is is a platform, diverse platform, to get that content out. And it's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of hard work, uh, to be sure. We've got a great staff uh, here in Indianapolis. But it's been a, a pleasure to watch the growth of Indiana. Uh, and again, not just central Indiana, but but South Bend and Elkhart and Fort Wayne and Evansville and all the points in between and, and see how they've grown and matured over the last 20 plus years. Boy, I tell you, I'm a big fan. Um, I receive, especially the e-blast, I, I see those. I watch the show on, on the weekends. It's been phenomenal for me as a professional to just kind of help better understand the Indiana business climate and, and what's going on. So thanks for uh, for sharing those stories. Can you talk for a second just about uh, maybe this business climate in Indiana and how it's evolved over time? So, so t you know, take us back to 98 and what's going on and sort of how, how uh, business in Indiana has changed over that period of time. Yeah, I think, you know, back as, as I look back on it, 98, the economy was, was fairly decent. And when we launched our company in 2000, it's when kind of the tech bubble burst and there were a lot of uh, issues. So the economy was not very good, not a great time to launch a company. But I, I think what we've seen uh, in through leadership, and I think Indiana as a state has been blessed with political leadership on both sides of the aisle over time, uh, who have really worked together to try to create uh, what former Governor uh, Mitch Daniels, current Purdue President Mitch Daniels, uh, described as the best sandbox uh, in which uh, to operate. So I think you know we have gone um, from a state that, you know, frankly, on a statewide basis, I don't think participated or collaborated together in a big way. We weren't very connected as you look back 20 years ago. You, you look at things. I know it's a controversial issue, but daylight saving time. Uh, direct flights, nonstop flights from Indianapolis, from South Bend and other airports around Indiana. We had so few direct flights. And then when you look at the tech development, technology development over the years uh, and the advent and the uh, the increase in those nonstop flights, it's played a role because venture capitalists who are now looking outside the coast and looking at the Midwest and say, hey, there's some cool ideas there. They can hop on a flight now and get here in a decent amount of time and not have to spend the whole day or several days to make that trip, which they used to not even go on because you couldn't get there from here, as they say. So you look at that connectivity piece, I think that's changed dramatically. Here in Indianapolis, as an example, there were just a handful of nonstop flights 20 years ago today. I think the number is 54 or 55. Now, again, um, in the COVID area, era, much, much different now, but aside from that pre-COVID, you know, 50 plus flights. So I think that connectivity issue uh, ha has really improved. I think the participation of higher education. Uh, I give a big shout out, shout out to the University of Notre Dame, which is uh, obviously a world-class institution doing amazing research uh, there in, uh, in Northern Indiana and the participation of Notre Dame with things like the Idea Center uh, and all the innovation and the talent that's there uh, creating companies. Uh, I know Resonato, and I know you're familiar with that, a speaker technology company, uh, they're coming out of the Idea Center uh, an example of some of the innovation that's beginning to come and get some some visibility here in Indiana. So I, I think when you look at those things, I think those are some of the big takeaways I have over the last 20 years. The other thing I'll mention is cities and not just the metro areas of, of Indianapolis or Fort Wayne or South Bend, 
uh, but smaller communities are looking at this whole quality of life, quality of place issue, and, and looking at ways to invest in making their community uh, a better place to live, work, and play. You know, at Elkhart, I know, is doing a number of really uh, exciting things. We had our show uh, in Elkhart. Actually, it's been a couple of years ago now when some of these things were just beginning to, to happen. And uh, that's been a really a big uh, development, I think, over time. Because as it gets down, I know you've done a lot of reporting on this as well, Jeff. Talent is so uh, so important. It's such an important um, uh, issue for the state of Indiana. If we can't keep talent, but also attract talent here, we're gonna have a tough time growing the economy. Yeah, great. No, I, pre I appreciate the the feedback there, and, and and some great stories there. And we're so grateful for the partnership, especially for higher ed and, and some of that. Let's talk for a second about uh, industry, because I like I, I don't know. I, I think years ago, um, you know, people thought of Indiana as uh, you know uh, manufacturing or agriculture, right? It had to be one of those two, maybe. And, and Indiana is about uh, you know so much more. So. Talk a little bit about maybe the growth in some of the industries or some of the things that uh, that Indiana uh, should be or is more recognized for on the industry side of things. Yeah, I think a couple of things, Jeff, and, and I think it's interesting. You bring up a, a great point when you talk about uh, manufacturing and ag. And as you know, those two sectors are still very important. Indiana is either the first or second most manufacturing intensive state uh, in the entire country. But the kind of manufacturing that's done, advanced manufacturing using technology and innovation uh, and on all creativity, entrepreneurship, all those types of things that go into what is manufacturing today, very different than it was 20 plus years ago. That whole idea of, uh, you know, that gritty, grimy factory is, is really a thing in the past. So advanced manufacturing using technology is still very important. Agriculture, and this I think is one of the most exciting sectors of the economy for Indiana. There's a lot of focus on the ag bioscience uh, industry. So it's not, as they say, not just about cows, sows, and plows, but it's about technology and innovation and biotechnology uh, and feeding the world and how Indiana is positioned to participate in that because of the private sector companies uh, that are here. Um, Dow AgroSciences, now Corteva uh, and, and Elanco and Purdue University, uh, obviously, and other programs around the state of Indiana. Huntington University, as an example, uh, has launched an agriculture-focused uh, program to get at that. So those two traditional industries are still very important, but they're very different now and focused on innovation. And talent is a big piece of that. A couple of other things I'll mention, Jeff. And we've seen, we've heard a lot about the life sciences. I think you could argue Indiana is a top five. I, I certainly think the state is a top 10 state uh, in the United States for life sciences uh, investment and in growing the life sciences. I think there are something like 850 or 900 life sciences related companies doing business uh, in the state of Indiana. Distribution and logistics, still very important. We're within a day's drive of, I think, two thirds of the population of North America. So distribution and logistics, which again is a technology uh, enabled, technology focused business. That's another uh, very important piece of the Indiana economy as well. Then of course, technology, IT, uh, information technology and software, uh, digital marketing. Indiana has become a center for digital marketing uh, as well. And the other piece of that tech that we can't forget we talk about technology and we talk about the resonados and the other you know salesforce exact target some of these tech companies trendy tech companies and there are lots of them uh but we can't forget the tech enabled companies those traditional companies whether it be 
Cummins, Anthem, Lilly, those, all of those companies, Roche, the big companies, they're very much technology companies. In fact, Jeff, um, the CEO, uh, Tom Leinbarger of Cummins, you know, it's a, it's a diesel engine company, right? Well, he said, not really. He said, we're a, t we're a technology company. We view ourselves as a technology company that makes engines and makes those types of power systems. Great, uh, th thanks for that perspective. I'm talking to Gary Dick. Gary's the host of Inside Indiana Business and from Grow Indiana Media Ventures. Uh, Gary, I'm going to take a quick break here in the studio. We're going to go out into the field. My co-host, George Lepin Yotis, is on location. George, let me toss it to you. Thanks, Jeff. While you and Gary are in the studio talking about a lot of great things across the state of Indiana, I'm joined here downtown South Bend in the old Studebaker 114 building by our old friend and, and frequent contributor, Regina Emberton. Regina, thank you for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Regina, you are the president and CEO of the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership. Would you tell our audience a little bit about what that organization actually does. I sure would. The Regional Partnership is a nonprofit regional economic development organization. We focus here in North Central Indiana and across the border in Southwest Michigan. Um, our ultimate goal is to help everyone across our region increase their prosperity, um, basically fostering economic growth. And we measure that by per capita personal income. So our North Star and our hope is that everyone increases that. Everybody makes more money. That's right. All right, well, that's a really great goal. And I know that that goal is achieved in part through funds available to your organization that you apply for, that you help promote. Here in Indiana, we have a state level program called Regional Cities. That initiative was very instrumental to your organization and to this Northern Indiana, North Central Indiana community. Let's talk a little bit about that Regional Cities and the impact it's had first here in South Bend, St. Joe County. Okay, that's a, a, been a great program over the last several years. So the regional partnership has five main focus areas. We look at industry growth, education and workforce, entrepreneurship, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then our final pillar is talent attraction and retention. And the Regional Cities Initiative was a major boost in the arm for the talent attraction and retention. Um, the state recognized that we had a population stagnation and they invested um, millions of dollars, $42 million here in our region to improve the quality of place. And so we've been working over the last several years with our regional development authority to invest those funds into a portfolio of amazing brick and mortar projects that are making all of our communities across the region better. We talked about this place, the building that we're standing in now, it was one of the regional city projects and it helps create that quality of place, we call it, but that phrase really just means it's an investment in a community. This building and its neighbor building, some of the last remaining Studebaker buildings, were really dilapidated structures that your organization and that regional city's money invested in and have made a dramatic difference. If somebody hasn't seen it, the six-story building next door is beautiful now. Sure, yeah, that facade used to overlook downtown and it was a memory of the Studebaker days gone by and basically falling down. And the beautiful facade now is a sign of the future and the growth, so we were glad to be a small part of that. In fact, um, the $42 million that we're investing through the state's funds can only be up to 20% of, of the projects. And so most of that is private investment and we've been really fortunate to see our local investors and developers step up. Now, I don't want to just focus on South Bend because I know the money's gone throughout our community in North Central Indiana. Uh, Elkhart has seen some investment from that. I believe the Aquatic Center was one of the recipients and some other quality of place projects that are helping to create that. Uh, is there any projects that are still on the horizon either in Elkhart or maybe in some of the other communities such as Plymouth? 
Right, so collaboration is our secret sauce in the region, and I think that's what helped us secure that grant, and the 26 projects are strewn across our region, so anywhere from Napanee to Plymouth to Elkhart to Goshen to Mishawaka, you're gonna see um, results from the Regional Cities Initiative, and we're really proud of that. So um, downtown Plymouth, we have the Reese Theater and Rivergate South Apartment Complex. Um, Lots of great cultural amenities. Like you mentioned in downtown Elkhart, we also have the Hotel Elkhart, bringing the first boutique hotel back to downtown Elkhart in decades. So it sounds like you're, you're literally a highlight of our prior shows because we've been to many of those projects and shown our viewers those projects as they're being built. I think everyone's excited to see them finished. Regina, thank you for your work. Thank you for the investment in the community. It really shows. Thank you, George. Jeff, back to you in the studio, where I know that you and Gary have a lot to talk about across the state of Indiana and Indiana business. But here in North Central Indiana, I think we're doing a pretty good job of increasing our quality of place. George, thanks, appreciate that. Great story there. And uh, back in the studio now, I'm with Gary Dick. Gary's the host of Inside Indiana Business, which you can see every Sunday at 10 o'clock here on WNIT, and uh, head of Grow Indiana Media uh, Ventures. And so, Gary, thanks for continuing our conversation uh, and appreciate the chance to talk about what's going on on the business side in, in Indiana. So, so, so as you're re reporting or talking business stories, you're, you, you know, you, you sort of hit the highs and lows of the economy, right? You're, uh, you're in 98 when things are going well, you're around in, in, in 2008 as, as things start to slow down. You're here now as the, as the pandemic is, is happening. So talk a little bit about even uh, you know, your business sort of riding these waves to the economy um, uh, and, and how you navigate through like a 2008 when there's just not as much activity happening. Yeah, great question. And for any business owner, whether you're in, in media or whatever the, the sector of the economy, it can be very tough, and in in, in our business in particular, uh, we're um, uh, we depend on advertising revenue. We're 99% advertising revenue driven. So, uh, and a lot of times in a downturn, uh, advertising can be one of the first things companies look to cut back on. Uh, so that can be a challenge. But for us, and one of the things that has been um, been a bonus for us is we're a niche product. We're Indiana business content, business news. And I think we've developed a brand that people people recognize and understand and become familiar with. And I think the fact that we've got not just television, but television, internet and interactive uh, properties, uh, you know, our website, uh, obviously, e-newsletters, those types of things. We have a number of things that we can we can lean on uh, where we're not just dependent on a television show. So I think that's been been beneficial but the biggest one of the biggest things that we've done or we've attempted to do is to create a brand that we we hope we we trust people can trust people can look at as something uh that they need during not only the good times but during the bad times too they want to know what's going on what's going on uh, not only in their community but in other parts of the, of the state of indiana and how might that uh, impact our business so you throw it all together you know, we've had challenging times, certainly uh, you know, most recently during the down downturn 10 years ago or so, it was very challenging uh, for us. But we were able to do it with no layoffs of staff or anything along those lines and, and got through it. The pandemic is another challenge that, that all businesses, some more than others in the state of Indiana, are really struggling with. You know, as you, you know well, and, and folks in northern Indiana and in every corner of the state, uh, the, the restaurant and hospitality business have just been... Uh, really decimated. Now that we're seeing these increases in cases all over the state of Indiana, there's real concern. 
you know, will those restrictions go back, you know, full bore? And and it, if that does happen, I'm afraid there are going to be a lot of restaurants, unfortunately, and folks in the hospitality industry that are really going to feel it. Yeah, it's been a really difficult time for so many of them. And uh, yeah, as a community, really wrestling with, with that. So so let's talk maybe a little bit more about uh, COVID. Obviously, we had the governor on just a couple of weeks ago. And as we were talking to him, we were reflecting on how Indiana was really humming, um, you know, before the pandemic and then, uh, you know, kind of the the, the, the slowdown. So so talk about what you're starting to see from from a, a, are, are businesses moving? Is there activity happening or are projects moving? Moving forward, how does and how does Indiana come through uh, this uh, this difficult time? You know, it's a great question, Jeff. And and the, the answer, which may surprise people, is yes, there is activity. There is some economic development activity going on at the state level. In fact, yes, it was the last week on last week's show. J uh, Jim Schellinger, Indiana Secretary of Commerce, came on, and I actually pulled up uh, some information that he he brought to us. And believe it or not, now he admitted there are several projects that have been postponed. Uh, and I got to assume some have been perhaps canceled, uh, at least for the time being. But he said year to date in 2020 that there have been commitments. And again, these are not guaranteed. These are job commitments from companies, 20, almost 26,000 job commitments in the state of Indiana, 233 projects with capital investment up close to $5 billion. So I think that's reflective of the fact that companies are not making decisions uh, to do those things based on right now or next year, or even a couple of years out. They're looking three to five plus years out and they're looking, continue to look at Indiana as a place uh, to invest. In fact, I'll tell you to break it down regionally in the North Central region uh, where you are, and that uh, involves I think five or six counties, the commitments uh, total about almost 1400 jobs 130 million dollars in capital investment Barletta boat i know uh is one of the uh, companies expanding that we we did something on as well so the activity is happening on the flip side of that there continues to be a lot of impact in in certain sectors of the economy uh again restaurants hospitality the convention and tourism business here and in every part of the state is 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 important that's been just decimated and the challenge right now, I think, is a lot of companies and individuals are all looking at next year with uncertainty. You know, we see the numbers in, in Indiana and where they're going. We hear about a vaccine. When, when will that uh, be able to, you know, take place or, or be able to be distributed? So companies, as they look to next year, are just unsure. Great. Uh, Gary, we're in about, about our last four minutes. I'm with Gary Dick from Inside Indiana Business. And, and Gary, you touched earlier as we were talking about the talent. And it seems like uh, that, that's a big focus. I know Governor Holcomb mentioned it when we were uh, together about Indiana. Is, is, can you just t talk a little about Indiana's um, uh, efforts to attract talent and, and how that is leading to economic opportunities on the other end? Well, it's, it, as you know, Jeff, it, it is just such a huge issue. Indiana is a great place, in my opinion, uh, and the opinion of others too, Indiana is a great place to live, work and play, great place to grow a business. Business climate here continues to be recognized in a number of areas, including Chief Executive Magazine, top five uh, business climate uh, in the United States. So there are lots of positives. Uh, the work ethic here too, I, I think uh, most would agree is very good, but do we have the numbers of people uh, the skills in those people in that workforce, the pipeline to fill the jobs that are going to be out there. You know, the life sciences folks in the life bio, bio crossroads, the life sciences uh, 
uh, advocacy group, if you will, said the projected, projected jobs in the state of Indiana in the life sciences, there are not enough people in the pipeline to fill the jobs that are projected here. Just aren't enough here. We're not only going to have to keep people, we're going to have to attract people from other places to live, work, and play in Indiana. So it's a, it's a huge issue. The state, there are so many uh, initiatives underway right now to, uh, to try to attract talent. I think one of them, which will be interesting to me to watch and see how it unfolds, the Indiana Destination Development Corporation was just launched this July. It was created by the Indiana legislature. Initially, it's something to really promote tourism in Indiana, which is still part of their mission. But the other piece of their mission, very importantly, I think is gonna take a lead is talent development and promoting, if you will, Indiana as a place to work, live, work, and play, not only in the state, but all over all over the country and to get people to work here. Uh, it's, it's, it's modeled after the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, public-private partnership, if you will. So that's gonna be, and I think that's one of the best examples of what's going on right now in an attempt to fill that, uh, fill that pipeline. Great, I appreciate it. It's been fun to kind of watch those efforts. Obviously, we don't have a, an ocean, but we have a lot more, a lot of other things to offer. I, I'm like you, I'm a big fan of, of the state and everything that has to offer and, and, uh, and I'm excited to see those efforts. Uh, so Gary, uh, just in our last minute here, um, remind folks of, that, that are interested in, in uh, again, they can see you every Sunday at 10 here on WNIT, but also where, where would they find additional information about what you're up to? Easiest place to connect with us is on our website, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. We have uh, daily content uh, updated throughout the day, uh, streaming content, all of the videos, all the content from our show, but really uh, uh, fresh stories, multiple stories. We'll do about probably 20 to, 20 to 24 stories a day, fresh, new, from around the state of Indiana at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. And from there, you can get our daily e-newsletters, find out when we're on the radio, where we're on the radio, uh, as well as TV. So I appreciate the opportunity for the plug, but, uh, and, and Jeff, before I leave too, I want to thank you for all you do in Northern Indiana. You've been a, such an advocate and, and, and supporter and uh, really a difference maker in that part of the state and for the entire state. So I want to thank you for that as well. Great. Thank you, Gary. Gary Dick, Inside Indiana Business. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. That's it for our show today. Thank you for watching on WNIT or listening to our podcast. To watch this episode again or any of our past episodes, you can find Economic Outlook at WNIT.org or find our podcast on most major podcast platforms. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. I'm Jeff Ray. I'll see you next week. This WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.